Welcome to From the Front Porch, a conversational podcast about books, small business, and life in the South. The bookshelf, an independent bookstore in beautiful downtown Thomasville, Georgia. And this week I'm talking romance tropes with three very special guests, and we're doing it live. Uh, we've got Hunter McClendon of Shelf by Shelf fame, and we have, and we have guest authors are Eric Thomas and Carrie Winfrey. Everybody. Uh, Thank you. This is a new format for us. Normally I am joined by one, maybe two guests if I'm lucky, uh, but tonight there are a variety of voices. So I wanted to think about what we could talk about, and I'm so grateful to Caroline, our marketing manager, um, because I needed a topic that we could all talk about together. <laughs> <laughs> and you've already, during Reader Retreat Weekend, our authors, Carrie and Eric, had done readings for us, and so I was trying to think. But I subscribe to both of your newsletters. I feel like you're both pop culture aficionados. I feel yeah. right. That's accurate. We yeah, can yeah. Claim that's those. Accurate. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We can claim those labels. Um, so I thought something around rom coms, and then Caroline thought, what about a draft, a fantasy draft? So we are doing a fantasy draft of our favorite romantic comedy tropes. Now, if you're like anyone in my life, you don't know what any of those words. <laughs> I feel like, Carrie, you are our romantic comedy writer, and I was just hoping you could give just a general understanding of what a trope is. Can you explain that for our listeners today? Yes. So a trope is something that kind of shows up in a lot of rom-coms. Like, a big one is the meet-cute, where in so many rom-coms, the character's like, one of them spills juice on the other one, (laughs) and then they fall in love. Or, like, forced proximity, where... They go to a hotel and there's only one bed and they have to share it. <laughs> my, one of my personal favorites. My, yeah. uh, so tonight we have made a list and look, y'all, this was this was very research heavy. Okay, <laughs> lots of notes. Uh, we have a list of twenty romantic comedy tropes and the four of us are going to draft. I think five each. Did I do that math right? We'll yes. find out. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Great. Sure. I did it right. Uh, so the key will be once one of us picks a trope, the other can't have it. So there is a spirit, and I did this on purpose, of um, really kind of um, what is the word? I think competition. There's a spirit of competition this evening because at the end, you all will cheer loudest for the person who you think those tropes are the best. Okay. Yes. It does. Yeah. You know, it offers an opportunity for us to bribe the audience. Like if <laughs> I'm not very competitive, so like it's okay if you vote for me. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you give me your Venmos, you will have a surprise tomorrow. <laughs> uh, so tonight we have a long list of tropes. We also decided that to determine who goes first tonight, it will be whose birthday is next. So Ashley is our moderator for the evening. She is going to take copious notes and make sure we do this right. Right? Yes. (laughs) This is our first time to do this, so this will be fun. Uh, We've had to explain fantasy drafts a lot today. Uh, But I think this is going to be a good time. So when are y'all's birthdays? Who's next? I'm February. 
I may. Oh, wait, I you know. already had it. Yeah, oh, really? I know. I'm at a disadvantage right away. <laughs> okay, winter's. April. Oh, no. Um, August. <laughs> okay, so then I think this does feel a little unfair. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, because it's going to go Hunter, Annie, then you're April. Yes. Okay, then Eric, Harry. All right, if someone takes my first pick, I will get mad. <laughs> choose friends to lovers. You know, the thing is, I, I love friends to lovers because um, I'm constantly trying to have an affair. It hasn't happened yet. <laughs> I, 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 you guys know, uh, I don't know if this counts, but my best friend's wedding, they're friends, and she wants them to be lovers. <laughs> and I want them to be lovers. That's, that's the romance I want to <laughs> and so I just, and I feel like so many of these other great, you know, like, I don't know, like, if you're friends, you get to know each other, you're all yourselves, and um, I, I feel like a lot of these, I don't know, I feel like everyone's a flicker, I don't know, I don't know enough good examples because I'm bad at this, but I do feel like my best friend's wedding, the one that just comes to mind, because, like, they, they were friends, and they're like, I'm gonna get married at 28, and then they try to get married. I know it doesn't end the way that we think it does, but I'm still gonna count it. Does that count? That counts. Okay. That's fine. I'm just mad because that was my first choice. <laughs> I would also say that the end, like the point of my best friend's wedding is that they, it is about friends to lovers with Rupert Everett at the end. Yes. You know, yes. like yes. that's his whole speech. Yeah. You know, yeah. he's like, there won't be sex, but there will be dancing. You know? <laughs> Which is what I say to all my friends. Um, <laughs> Thank you for adding to my point that I should win this part. <laughs> That is a great scene. And I think that is a favorite movie of yours. Yes, Yes. it's in your bio, so. All right, that's fine. Um, Okay. (laughs) All right, you know what? I'm going to pick. Okay, I am going to pick Force Proximity. Um, Because I literally wrote here, oh no, there's only one bed. What shall we do? I think I have a very specific memory of this. I referenced it in my email to y'all. I hope you didn't think I was a giant weirdo. But I was like, remember who's the boss? <laughs> you guys remember Tony Danza? Uh, and so as a kid, I remember really loving the show Who's the Boss? And there is an episode, and I looked for it. found it on YouTube. Uh, it's not quite as scandalous as I remember as a child. Uh, but as a child, I just remember thinking, because they were, it was this will they, won't they, you know? And now I'm like, no, is it problematic? She's his boss. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, Angela is his boss. Tony is her house husband, but they're not married. Anyway, and they go away to camp to like pick up their kids, and they're stuck in one hotel room, and it's twin beds, but then, oh dear, like her bed gets rained on, and they have a sweat. <laughs> and I just have this very distinct memory of thinking, wow, that's what tension looks like. like that's <laughs> because I also thought about Jim and Pam. Oh, yeah. Total yeah. 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 Okay, so that was mine. Another great example of force proximity is out of sight. They get locked in the trunk. Oh, that's um, also great. It's not a rom-com, but it's no. like... <laughs> no one has ever had more sexual tension than yeah. George Clooney <laughs> and Jennifer Lopez. Yes. I mean, everything's a rom-com if you laugh a little bit, you know? Oh, yeah. That's what I think. <laughs> 
Okay, let's see. I am picking uh, the, what is it called? Uh, where is it? I'm picking the speech. What is it? The big speech. Oh, the speech from monologue. The speech from monologue. Yeah. So, my bachelor's wedding has uh, a great one. Choose me. Uh, make, yes. make, let me make yes. you happy. And then, of course, the ending speech. Notting Hill. Just a girl. Standing from Hill. Asking him to love her. And Julia Roberts is the queen of speeches. Sleep in Seattle, when Tom Hanks is talking about his wife, oh, and Meg Ryan is peeling. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, I'm like screaming into the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I keep forgetting that we're doing this. And then also Rita Wilson, like talking about oh, the movie. The movie, yeah, talking about, yes. That's all great speeches. And then, of course, the greatest speech, I think, is Angela Bassett ripping out the um, clothes in the closet <laughs> and waiting exhale. Yes. Again, not technically a rom-com, but a little bit funny. Um, not at that moment, but it has its moment. So I'm picking the speech. Okay. Okay. All right, how are you feeling? Uh, some of my favorites have been chosen. I'm, I'm going to soldier on. Okay, I'm going to pick the meat cute. Okay. Which... There are so many good ones, like while you were sleeping. Mm-hmm. The meet cute with the guy she doesn't end up with is she saves him on the track, yes. which I feel like is really yeah. good. But my favorite is Moonstruck, which involves uh. Nicolas Cage yelling, you know, like, I lost my head, <laughs> which I think is cute. Yeah. <laughs> it's a weird cute, which, yeah. which I like. I think that is Nicolas Cage at his hottest. Yes. So that is my favorite. Yeah. Okay. All right. Oh, yeah. I was about to say speed. Speed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, Hunter, what you got? Oh, no. Uh, I don't. Um, oh. There's a lot of good ones left. I know, but that's the problem. There's something good. Um, okay, I'm going to say the. Oh, the eccentric best friend. Oh, oh that's so fun. You know, so many of them are um, are homeless. And um, that's why obviously I'm like, oh wow, it's me. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think my, my favorite eccentric best friend is um, is the one that's in that weird movie. It's got it's got the, the funny Australian girl. Pitch Perfect. Rebel Wilson. Rebel Wilson. Oh, isn't it romantic? Isn't it romantic? Yes. And there's that really funny, because he's like, it's like whenever she's like going in and out of a little thing, like he's like, he's like really sassy gay, and then he's like, he's like a normal, cool gay, whatever. <laughs> like, I love it. I love it. I love that they're like, they're not like, or my best friend's wedding. That's who I was The obvious choice. Yeah. I, um, would we consider Dwight uh, an eccentric best friend? Of this? Of Jim? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> If he's Michael's... Well, he wishes he was Michael's best friend. Oh, it's Michael's best friend. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I love Michael what and Jan. Well, who is that? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you like the problematic moments. Who is the, who is the, she's iconic as the best friend. She's Judy Greer. Judy Greer. I love Judy Greer. Judy in the wedding planner. Yes. She's, she's incredible. Yes. Yes. I, Judy Greer could be in anything. Like, I think we are best friends. Yeah. yeah. Um, I would date her. I would marry her. Yeah. I would. Would I you would. have an affair with her? Yes. Okay. <laughs> 
I also want to say Rosie and Sleepless is oh, like yes. truly yes. amazing. And then Carrie Fisher in When Harry Met Sally. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, like, and, Bru- and Bruno Kirby. I was going to yeah. say, Bruno Kirby's also yeah. a great bet. Like some true. of those scenes with them, like the batting cages. Oh, truly. Really. Wagon wheel. Yeah, the wagon wheel. Uh, <laughs> the table. Uh, what did they say? I went several, what if, so many rounds on this wagon wheel. Like, <laughs> they go back and forth. Uh-huh. I think you had to be there. Um, <laughs> uh, my next one, I'm going to pick, this is actually one of my favorite tropes in uh, rom-com books, is famous person <gasps> falls in love with a normal You took the best one. <laughs> all think deep down it's just on the right seat on the plane. <laughs> don't we just think someone would like look over and be like, oh, they were adorable. <laughs> I just feel like Chris Evans really got to know me. <laughs> like, oh, she's charming. <laughs> Do you know, it's so funny you say that because I was thinking earlier, I was like, I was like, what would be a situation to be in where I would be uh, went next to a famous person and we would fall in love and then I thought about it I was like wouldn't it be so funny if I were on like a podcast and I was like sitting next to a famous person and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> this is our me too right now yeah. <laughs> It shows up in one of my favorite books in recent memory, Nora Goes Off Script. Uh, Funny You Should Ask, which was literally based on a famous person, maybe sort of, maybe kind of falling in love with the normal. Um, I love Waiting for Tom Hanks. Uh, the bodyguard. And then, um, in my dreams, I just think if Seth Meyers ever had me on his show as an independent bookseller, he would be like, wow, you're so fun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I yeah. love that that's your celebrity. Yeah, that's yeah. Celebrity <laughs> Seth Meyers. Right. Seth Meyers, it feels attainable. Right, true. <laughs> Does a Star is Born count as like I was going to say Star is Born. Okay, yeah. I mean dark, but yeah. You know what? If, if, if it does not end with tears, what's, what's the, the point? point? Yeah. <laughs> the American President is also a really great example oh, of that. Oh, so good. Oh, so good. Yeah. yeah. And like my mother used to always call it the President's Girlfriend. She's like, is the President's Girlfriend out? <laughs> Do you mean the American president? She's like, no, the president's girlfriend. And I was like, all right, sure. <laughs> it is about like, a net betting. Yeah. Sure. It's oh. a great movie. And Love Actually. Oh, yeah. Love Actually. That's a good one. True. And American Sweethearts, another Julia Roberts movie. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's Julia. Oh, incredible. Um, oh, okay. I'm going to choose Love Triangle. Um, <laughs> Complicated. <laughs> We're just plotting my next book right now, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, Bill Pullman, I think, is the king of love triangles yes. uh, because he's yeah. uh, he's in Sleepless in Seattle as. And like, here's the problem. So, Bill Pullman's faults in Sleepless in Seattle are that he is, has allergies. He has allergies, and that is the worst thing. Yeah. He is blonde, though. Oh, he is blonde, and he like doesn't really care about like. Which is like, I mean, you're fine. Like, like he, but he doesn't care about wedding china. But like, that is like, like he is, in, he's kind of not really in that triangle because like that triangle, it's like a trapezoid. I don't know. Uh, it's obtuse. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't feel mad. But then he was also the winner of While You Were Sleeping, yes. uh, that triangle. Like, incredible, you know. It's also ranged. Truly. Oh, yeah. To go from nerd 
nerdy uh, sneezing into his hanky, yes. like counting wedding china, and then to going to denim jacket wearing. Oh my gosh. Uh, wait, reversible <laughs> denim jacket? Yes. yes. With like denim and yeah. Carhartt? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I gotta say, the costuming in that movie is incredible because everything, I wrote an article about this once, everything that Sandra Bullock wears in that movie is pajamas. Yes. And in a movie about sleeping. Yeah. Like, every, watch it again. Every scene, you're like, that's pajamas! <laughs> Um, and I just want, also, it's complicated. I think Preacher's Wife is Love Triangle. Oh, yeah. With the right? angel. With the angel. There's some chemistry in there. And you kind of are rooting for the angel. Truly. Also, I gotta say, Denzel and Courtney B. Vance have incredible chemistry as well. I don't know what's going on there. Um, and then Kermit, uh, Jenny, and uh, Miss Piggy is the Muppet movie, right? The great scene. The row is skating across Central Park. You gave Jenny the huggies. Has anything ever been more heartbreaking and true? Uh, anyway, I think love triangles. I have a question now. I don't. So there's two things that I think are love triangles. Like so, surely the Carrie Bradshaw, Aiden, Mr. Big thing is a love triangle, right? That's a love. Triangle. Yeah, I mean, yeah. she's just is dating so many people. I know, but those are the big ones. You know, like yeah. like you either want money or you want like a table. Yes. He builds tables. Yes. Right? Yeah. I love. I love. I love a good table. I love. You know. Uh, but so that's one. But then um, also, there's this movie called Connie and Carla. It's like uh, a. It's like a spinoff of like uh, something like it hot, but like uh, the one who wrote my big and started my big fat Greek wedding. Oh, yeah. Yes. She. So her and Tony Collette are running away from these like sh- these criminals, and they dress as drag queens. And uh, this guy is like he starts to fall in love with what me. Nia Badarlis. Thank you. Like her. Yes. That was, <laughs> he's falling in love with her, but then he is having feelings for her while she's in drag. And oh. So it's like you think, so he thinks he's in part of a love triangle. That's really complicated. But oh, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. 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 Very twelfth okay. night. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. I am going to go with wedding gone wrong because I feel like weddings are already so dramatic, and there's a lot of chances for mishaps in romance and my favorite uh, example is The Wedding Singer because so many weddings go wrong and that like Adam Sandler's wedding goes wrong and then he also ruins someone else's wedding by singing Love Stinks (laughs) a lot but also while you were sleeping is kind of a wedding gone wrong that wedding does not work out my best friend's wedding many things go wrong (laughs) what about okay about, do you guys have feelings about Forces of Nature with Ben Affleck? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. That is a great movie. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think anyone likes it but me. But man, I sure do. I own that movie on DVD, just so I can watch it whenever I want. Um, that is a wedding gone wrong. Uh, what is the woman's name? She narrates. She narrates Hello Beautiful. She's an, uh, she, uh, she was on. Oh, she was on that. She was on ER. Anyway. Juliana Margulies. And other no. Oh. Bobbed hair. Mara Turney. Yes. No. Yes. Okay. Questions. <laughs> <laughs> Ben Affleck's poor fiance who's oh, like yes. waiting for him in Savannah and there's like horses in nature and he's hanging out with Sandra Bullock and they're kind of sort of maybe falling in love. I love it. You guys should watch that. That's a great <laughs> Okay, are you next? Yes. Okay, wait, Ashley, can you tell us what we picked? Sure. Okay, so Hunter has picked Friends to Lovers and Eccentric Best Friends. Annie has picked Forced Proximity and Oh, this is like farmers. Uh, Famous. Famous farmers. Famous farmers. Yes. Okay. So the normal. Um, Eric is big. Oh, jeez. Speech. I didn't know you were going to do this. Oh, uh, oh the, yeah. The speech model. And love triangles. Yeah. Eric is big to be cute and wedding on. 
Okay. All right. So that's where we are. Um, okay. I I will choose fake relationship. Dang it! <laughs> there's that. There's that book. There's that rom com. It's two. And there's two men. It's either. It's either the the one the the charm offensive or it's boyfriend material. Maybe it's both of those. I thought those were super cute. I think it's boyfriend material. Boyfriend material. Okay, I love that one. He's you know because he's British. Yeah. And, <laughs> <laughs> and so, like I, I read the whole book and I'm like I'm like hello there. How are you? Um, let's be thankful friends together. Um, so I like that. I also one of my favorite rom coms is Gone Girl. And um, and you know and they and they're you know at some point at some point they're like well. We're in it together for the money. <laughs> um, and, and you know, let me tell you something. I saw that shower scene in Gone Girl, and I would have a fake I would have a relationship with Ben Affleck. <laughs> I, would, I would help him. I would help him through rehab. I saw a Star Wars one and know how to do it. Um, so I, I have faith that I could make that work. Dang it! Yeah. Okay, fine. Fake it till you make it. <laughs> that could be the name of your rom com. <laughs> Uh, all right, I'm gonna pick. Uh, I'm gonna pick. Oh no! I'm gonna pick childhood sweethearts. Oh. Yeah. Uh, and I'm gonna pick that solely because of Anne Shirley and Gilbert Blythe. Uh, and then the couple we all know should have happened: Joe and Lori. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm gonna pick childhood sweethearts. I wasn't sure I was gonna go with that because I feel it's it's complicated. You don't have to fall in love when you're a kid. Uh, but but <laughs> you do. It solves a lot of problems. The trope that I'm gonna go with, and I think those are some. I can't even think. Um, I can't even think of a movie where that's done well. In my girl, he love and basketball. Uh, love and basketball. Yeah. yeah, that's good. Yes. Okay. I don't enjoy sweethearts. No. Oh. <laughs> don't, no. Don't. No. Just, <laughs> no. Melody Linsky is the only good thing about that movie. Okay. Whoa. 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 Patrick <laughs> Bergen is also in that that's movie. That's true. That's true. Patrick Bergen is good in that movie. That's true. Uh, but, um, but but I do love Anne Shirley and Gilbert White, and I think they actually qualify as either childhood sweethearts or friends lovers or enemies lovers. It's like all of them. Ellen um, <laughs> Montgomery, well well done. Uh, so that's fine. That's fine. I'm going to choose enemies to lovers. Um, I love enemies. I love having enemies. Uh, <laughs> I love a few. I love a nemesis. Um, Red, white, and royal blue. Great okay. enemies to lovers. I was thinking about happy place. I don't know. They're not enemies. They're just like broken up. I don't know. That's a different, ca- like a subcategory of like, we broke up, but also. Yeah. <laughs> but she's real mad at him for like the first two thirds of the book. Yeah. Um, proposal. Um, desk set. Spencer Tracy and Catherine oh, yeah. Hepburn. So good. Um, Pride and Prejudice. Um, Obviously, and I push me home in Alabama as as enemies yes. lovers. I don't. Yeah. There's a lot of feelings happening in that movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably why I don't like it. I yeah. don't enjoy feelings. Yeah. <laughs> I just tend to like move them off to the side right. and get business done. So I'm not interested. It's shocking that you love rom coms. <laughs> <laughs> it's entirely about feelings. <laughs> That's true. That is interesting. I should talk about that with my therapist. <laughs> All right, Carrie, what you got? All right, I am going to go with second chance romance. Um, so one of my favorite genres of rom-com is screwball comedies from like the 30s and 40s. And back then they kind of all had to be second chance romances because they were all about divorced people. So my favorites are the Cary Grant, Irene Dunn pairings, The Awful Truth, My Favorite Wife, but also 
than the Philadelphia story, yes. and Hepburn. I think those are like the blueprint for so many rom-coms that we watched today. Did you read C.J. Hauser's essay about the Philadelphia? I yes. sure did. So good. Yeah. So good. It was great. Yeah. Um, okay. Are, is this the last round? Question mark? I think so. Well, yeah, it's just sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> right. Hunter, I think you're up. Okay, I'm gonna go with opposites of trash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're really big me too, because like I only have I only have like one real frame of reference because like I have a bad memory and I do not prepare for anything. <laughs> <laughs> but I keep thinking about uh, Legally Blonde. Yeah. Which I think is like such a cute, unexpected kind of yeah. opposite, you know, because like she's like because she's like the strong pink powerful, you know, bubbly person, and uh, Luke Wilson, the one that doesn't have a broken nose, yeah. you know, he's all like, you know, like, oh yeah, fucking serious, and lawyer, 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 and, you know, and he's like, he's like, are you sure that she's innocent, and she's like, you know, endorphins, um, and I just feel like, what, I, and also, you know, it's so funny, because I'm in a relationship, I'm, I'm married to somebody who's very similar to me in a lot of ways and annoying me. And um, and so I would like somebody who it like I love him don't worry. Um, my ne- like my next marriage, I'm like, I'm like no, I want somebody who's like who's crazy and who's like mean and who's like who doesn't want to talk. Um, and so Just like, I get this a few more years. I like that tension of like oh yeah. So, oh, God. <laughs> We're getting down to the bottom of the barrel. Yeah, this is rough. Um, yeah. Okay, um, I'm gonna go. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna take one for the team, and I'm gonna pick. And y'all better not judge me when it comes time to vote. I'm doing this out of generosity. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm taking catfish. Oh, thank wow. you. Okay, here's why I'm taking it. I'm taking it because of you've got me, and I'm taking it because okay. everybody okay. now with their 2023 lens wants to talk about how problematic you've got me is. And I'm just here to say, if somebody wanted to buy me out of business so I could write my book, I'd be like, She's a princess, or she, he, she doesn't know he's the journalist following the princess. So I kind of like a little deception in my romance. I feel like you and I are on the same page there. Yeah. Uh, and so I am going to take the catfish, even though I know that it's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very strong argument. All right, Eric. I'm going to go with. Uh, Staying in that same category, I'm, I'm going with fish out of water. Um, uh, I love Working Girl um, oh from the God. very first moment. Oh. Let the river run, Carly Simon. Yes. She's we on the boat. The sometimes. Oh it's my on my playlist, and people are like, "What is this?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, it's Melanie Griffith. It's, <laughs> so it's Melanie Griffith. <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah, she's all she's all that is on the other yes. great fish out of water. Um and there was one other that I was just oh wait, it was the tip of my tongue. Fish out of water, fish. Uh oh I don't know. Um but yeah. Working girl. Oh slash, literally. Oh my god, she does! You win ten thousand dollars! She's literally a fish out of water. It's brilliant. Oh my gosh, yeah, I love I love a fish out of water story because you're like you immediately root for them and uh, legally blonde is fish out of water. Yeah. Part Dixie. Did you guys watch that show? Part Dixie. Oh yeah. 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 Yeah.
going back to Working Girl, I do have a very quick question. If you've seen Working Girl, if you've seen Broadcast News, if you've seen Little Black Book, I feel like that is like... A, a... Okay, do you agree with him that Little Black Book is the missing part of that trilogy? What? No! <laughs> I feel like Broadcast News and Little Black Book in the same sentences. It's like a, no, it's like a weird like quasi-sequel that Holly Hunter is in. I just, I also don't think the broadcast news and working girl are in the same like universe. Listen, no, like they're very, very good, but they're. they're I think that those two together, I think those two together make the little black book baby. You should program a horror series, and then I'd be like, I have a question. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we know off the air. I will try to make a better argument. (laughs) Yeah, sure, it'll happen off the air. We'll all be convinced. All right, I have the last one. So by default, I choose scenic setting slash vacation. So I feel like the holiday counts for this. Even though it is a Christmas movie, it is a vacation. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like my mom's here. She loves that movie. And every year she's like, should we watch the holiday? No. I'm watching Don't watch it. Villain! Villain! It's wrong. The holiday is great because sometimes you go on a trip and you fall in love with Jude Law. And yeah. I think that would you say that faking Christmas also fits in this category? Yes. Do you think? Perhaps, yes. Although that, like, everything is fake. So that fits in a lot of these categories. <laughs> <laughs> I also put down, I feel like a lot of Emily Henry's books fall in this category. I have some of those in this yeah. category. Yeah. People like we need on vacation. Somewhere that you want to be, like Maine or wherever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maine or wherever. I still haven't read Emily Henry, but like I do know, I know that like they're, they're bright colors. Start yes, orange. <laughs> Start with Beach is my That's my favorite too. Yeah, okay. it's my favorite. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, oh, also, Fire Island is another great example. Oh, yes. 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 Yeah. Yeah. That is supposed to be a uh, retelling of... Right, right, right. Yeah. 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 Very good. Um, okay. Shall we each go through... Does everybody know what theirs are? Yes. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley, do you want to tell? All right, Ashley, tell us okay. Hunter's. Okay, Hunter's choices. His favorite tropes are friends to lovers, eccentric best friend, fake relationships, and opposites attract. Dang it, that is typical. Typical, the person who doesn't prepare gets to be. (laughs) (laughs) So dumb. All right. Okay. (laughs) Annie's choices. Forced proximity, famous person, and a normal. Childhood sweethearts, catfish. Very strong. That's (laughs) tough. Okay. Eric's favorite folks. Monologue, Amazing. A love triangle. <laughs> so good. Enemies to lovers. Oh. <laughs> Fish out of water. What? <laughs> Incredible. The 94 balls. Carrie's <laughs> choices. Meet cute. A wedding gone wrong. Second chance romance. And scenic setting slash vacation romance. Impeccable mix. All right. <laughs> All right. So. If you think Hunter wins the draft, applause. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Eric picks. 
Yeah. You, say you, you, of, you say you support affairs, and all of a sudden, I'm like, <laughs> This week, What I'm Reading is brought to you by Visit Thomasville. Summer is a wonderful time to see Thomasville, Georgia. If it's time to hit the road for a quick getaway, we are exactly what you're looking for. You can rekindle your spark, explore historical sites, indulge in dining out, shop at amazing independent stores, and finally, relax and unwind. There's no better getaway than Thomasville. Whether you live close by or are just passing through, we hope you'll visit beautiful Thomasville, Georgia. It's worth the trip. Plan your visit at thomasvillega.com. As I am recording this, I am coming down off of the high that is Reader Retreat. Reader Retreats are a production. (laughs) They're a production of the bookshelf. They're one of our signature events that we host. We host them two to three times a year, depending on the year. And one of the things I love about Reader Retreats is that it is a chance to show long-distance customers just how special Thomasville is. And yes, is it hot here in the summer? Sure. But my door is not yet swollen shut. There is time. (laughs) There is time for you to come visit Thomasville when it's not too terribly hot and the hospitality more than makes up for the humidity. It was a gift to get to introduce newcomers to our wonderful downtown this weekend. And I just have the biggest smile on my face because I got to watch retreaters make the same stops that I make. I got to watch them shop at Fuzzy Goat, stop in at Empire Bagel for lunch, visit South Life, head to Firefly, do all of the things, see all of the things that I love to do and see. So I hope you will plan a trip to Thomasville, Georgia very soon. This week, I'm reading How Far to the Promised Land by Esau McCauley. Thank you again to our sponsor, Visit Thomasville. You can plan your visit at thomasvillega.com. From the Front Porch is a weekly podcast production of The Bookshelf, an independent bookstore in Thomasville, Georgia. You can follow The Bookshelf's daily happenings on Instagram at bookshelfteville, and all the books from today's episode can be purchased online through our store website, bookshelfthomasville.com. A full transcript of today's episode can be found at fromthefrontporchpodcast.com. Special thanks to Studio D Podcast Production for production of From the Front Porch and for our theme music, which sets the perfect warm and friendly tone for our Thursday conversations. Our executive producers of today's episode are Cammie Tidwell, Chantal Carl, Kate O'Connell, Kristen May, Linda Lee Drost, Martha, Stacy Lau, Chanta Combs, Stephanie Dean, Ashley Farrell, Nicole Marcy, Wendy Jenkins, Lori Johnson, Susan Eulings. Thank you all for your support of From the Front Porch. If you'd like to support From the Front Porch, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Your input helps us make the show even better and reach new listeners. All you have to do is open up the podcast app on your phone, look for From the Front Porch, scroll down until you see write a review and tell us what you think. Or if you're so inclined, you can support us over on Patreon, where we have three levels of support, Front Porch Friends, Book Club Companions, and Bookshelf Benefactors. 
each level has an amazing number of benefits like bonus content, access to live events, discounts, and giveaways. Just go to patreon.com forward slash from the front porch. We're so grateful for you and we look forward to meeting back here next week.